Oh, week six, here we go. Heading in, guys. South Lot football, guys, on a bit of a hot streak coming at you. Here, as always, uh, Evan Newberger with my assistants, Robbie and Adam. Guys, how we doing? Great. Yeah. Doing, doing pretty good. Uh, it's somebody here should be feeling ecstatic about that past week. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm following this. We're doing this live on a on a Tuesday, but following this last Bills-Titans game here, trying to trying to get one more this week. <laughs> this would be 13-1 if it hits. That, that would be cool, 13-1 for week five. But yeah, it was a good week last week. Uh, got three money lines too. Feeling good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, we're gonna get into it, but uh, a lot of good things happened for uh, for some of our picks. But uh, with all the ups, there were some downs. Uh, so with that, Robbie, why don't we uh, get into the news? Oh, man. I don't know about you guys, but it just hurt seeing Dakota go down like that. Uh, Dak Prescott going down just when you just saw his. Uh, That's one of the saddest the things I've ever seen on a football that field. Was, yeah. That was, that just, was horrible. just breaks your heart. Every, everyone loves Dak. I don't know if there's a better representation of like who the NFL wants. You could tell the, by the way the team came over. Like, yeah, they, they think very highly of him in that organization and yeah it's by all accounts couldn't find a nicer guy yeah. so it's jerry should pay him from the <laughs> like, yeah what a, yeah jerry should pay him what a joke just give well, him, that's that's give why he didn't want to be franchise tagged yeah like, yeah he he deserves to be paid uh he, he's a hell of a player just a brutal and will be back though yeah i, I Dak will be back and ready to roll next year yep so uh, by all counts surgery successful uh Timeline they gave for recovery was uh, four to six months. So his season's done, uh, not surprisingly. But, uh, yeah, always always tough to see a star uh, go down like yeah, that. One of our favorites, yeah, too. And especially just one of the guys we, we really like here. Uh, just by all counts, one of the good guys in the league. So that's a tough one to see. Yep, that, that was tough. Um other news: We Chandler Jones is out. Uh, might have to toss I this one up to Adam he here. Tore his bicep. Um, they 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 think it's a season-ending injury, but um, I don't know if it, that was confirmed. But it looks like he's going to be out for the season though. It could, which could be a huge hit huge to the already pretty bad Cardinals defense. Um, so something to keep in mind, but in. Non-player news, we have Dan Quinn. He he finally got canned. We've been calling this for the last <laughs> two years now, and <laughs> finally happened. Finally. So just had yeah. Falcons going 0-5 to finally do it, but, hey, we're here. We, we made it. No Some, more. I mean, you're, you're seeing it now with Anthony, Anthony Lynn. Some people just don't know how to coach with the lead, and Dan Quinn is definitely the guy <laughs> driving that bus, but. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Raheem Morris got name intern. Uh, yeah, we shall see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about time, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much more Atlanta could take. Uh, just uh, one bad loss after another. I mean, on paper, the Falcons are so much more talented than uh, what the uh, what the Panthers have on the field, especially without Christian McCaffrey and. Uh, yeah, I mean, but it was it was clear. I mean, the Falcons didn't even really belong in the same field as them. Uh, Panthers had that game; they looked like the better team. Uh, and you know, the Falcons have just been a dumpster fire for a while here, so uh, not surprised that eventually the hammer came down here on Dan Quinn. And for a defensive-minded coach, having what like the worst defense over the last two years, this was far coming. But um, I guess we got one more news about Michael Thomas this past weekend. Uh, he, he didn't play Monday night, um, not because of his injury, but apparently because he got an, an altercation in practice the previous week. So the disciplinary reasons why he wasn't playing, which it could be good news for him coming out of the bye and for the Saints, who seem to be 
struggling a little bit. Um, they had a late comeback against the Chargers last night, but this is definitely helpful for them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. Michael Thomas, I wouldn't read too much into the actual disciplinary item, but, uh, you know, it does give him another week to recover, which, like you say, might be uh, helpful here. Uh, could actually do, uh, could be better, you know, rather than uh, getting him out there where he could aggravate that uh, that high ankle sprain. So uh, we'll see. Uh, it be interesting to see how he uh, bounces back after the bye week this week. All right, uh, well, with that, why don't we uh, get into our Week 5 recap. So, as I alluded to earlier, it was a uh, pretty solid week here for the South Lot football guys. Going through our locks first, uh, Adam, Panthers money line. Yeah, that one was easy. I don't know. I don't know. The Falcon ship is right. Dan Quinn's done. But, yeah, they, they, that line was ridiculous. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one we felt pretty good about. Uh, collectively, um, Robbie Bears Bucks under that Thursday night game felt good to start one off right. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, if we started it right, we had to end it right. Chargers plus seven and a half. Oh yeah. Three for three on the locks. Well done, guys. Well done. Uh, our consensus parlay: Steelers. Uh, we had them minus seven against the Eagles. Easy. It didn't look good for a bit there, but Easy. they got it. Uh, we had the Panthers minus our plus two and a half, and then we had the uh, Giants uh, plus nine and a half, and uh, that's a winner. So uh, our pod, our podcast parlay finally hit first one this year. Uh, and so before that, uh, you know, we were down a few units, but. Uh, all it takes is uh, one big hit, and now we're uh, we're back up where we need to be. So we're up uh, sixty-two bucks on the year uh, collectively. So uh, you know, anytime you're not down, uh, you know you're doing something right, especially uh, when you're betting the line. So uh, you know, we'll keep look to keep it going here. Try to stay hot this week. All right, uh, now guys, uh, before we get into week six, why don't we do a little uh, for real or fugazi? So we're doing this uh, pretty rapid fire here, guys, but I uh, want to get your takes on three teams, Fugazi or for real, on the Browns, the Raiders, and the Panthers. Adam, we'll start with you. Which one? Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll start with the Browns. All right. Uh, we'll just all do one and then go around. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say the Browns are a Fugazi. Um, you know, I... I don't necessarily. Th- I'm not buying that Colts team that they beat um, last week. I don't, I don't think it was that convincing of a loss. They still, I think, have only played one good team and got absolutely steam steamrolled. And I think this week is another big test at Pittsburgh, and I, they might get exposed. Um, you know, I, they've gotten away with Baker not being able to throw that many, many balls, and they're still winning these games. But I don't know if Baker's going to be able to beat the Steelers defense. I'm going to say for real, um, new head coach finally getting into the groove is what I kind of picture the early struggles they had. And um, they're just looking, offense is clicking a lot better, even without Chubb out there. Um, And defense, they're doing enough to stay competitive there. Yeah, I'm going to say Fugazi, guys. I... uh... I'm a little bit concerned uh, with this team. Again, I just, uh, like Adam said, I'm not really thrilled with any of the teams they've beaten. Um, I mean, the Colts is probably the best on the resume. And, uh, you know, they didn't look very good in that game. Uh, Some of Phil Rivers' issues uh, and his mobility really cost him in that one. Um, You know, and it looked like they were just sitting on those short curls, uh, ready to take those to the house. So, yeah. yeah, I'm just, you know, I need to see them run up against a, a team that's really, uh, you know, top class in the AFC or NFC before I feel comfortable uh, thinking they're for real as a playoff contender. Uh, I'll go again, guys. We'll do snake draft here. So the Raiders next up. I'm going to say the Raiders are for real. Um, they got a good running game going right now with uh, Josh Jacobs and uh, even uh, – uh, Devontae Booker uh, is looking uh, pretty good as well, uh, you know, coming in off the off the bench and uh, filling in sparingly. So 
uh, you know, it's been nice for him. He was a guy that, you know, just looked like a total waste of a roster spot in Denver. And now it looks like he's starting to produce a little bit. So change of system appeared to do him good. And, uh, you know, they're just, they're, they're finding ways to hang in these games. Uh, and you know, anytime you go, uh, you go into Arrowhead and you beat the chiefs. I mean, that's, that's impressive. Uh, it's hard to discount a win like that. Um, we already saw them take care of business against the saints team at home. I mean, we know they've been struggling, but still that's, that's a good win. Um, so they've got a couple solid wins on the resume that, uh, I really like. And I think this team, uh, can, can make a little noise in the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Fugazi and I'm going to have to discount this last, uh, game against the chiefs a little bit. Uh, I mean, it is impressive, but something about those division games. Um, sometimes you could get a side who maybe hasn't be, say being the chiefs in, what was it? 13 times in Arrowhead or something crazy like that. Um, it, it just seemed like the, the Raiders really wanted it this game. Uh, I'm not so sure they're going to want it every single game over the course of the season. Uh, I mean, they could be in the contentions for the playoffs, but honestly, I'm just not seeing it right now. Yeah, I'm actually going to buy the, the Raiders. I think they are for real. Uh, I think they're, you know, well-coached team. Um, you know, they're pretty deep. I know uh, having rugs back really made their offense a lot more dynamic with that speed element. You know, I think, and, and I think they're good up front on both sides of the, uh, the line. So, I, yeah, I think this team's for real. And I, like Evan said, I think this team, one of those teams that might, you know, make a surprise run. And uh, run it back first, Adam, here with the Panthers. It's another team, I think for real, man. I slept on this team going into the year. I did not think that they had the weapons uh, on offense. And then I, I didn't think their defense would be that good. And, and both sides, are, that is, was incorrect, you know. Robbie Anderson's playing like a top five receiver in the league this year. I don't know that that, that signing looked inge- like ingenious, but um, yeah, and and the defense is also playing well. Uh, yeah, Matt Job Rule's got these boys playing, and uh, I'm gonna have to say they're for real. I'm gonna have to say they're for real too. Um, yeah, again, team that surprised me. I, I still think they're very susceptible on the run um defensively but um yeah everything on the offense is clicking and you know it doesn't matter how bad your defense is if you could have a squad that could put up a ton of points so i'm I'm gonna say they're for real yeah guys i'm uh i'm with you um you know i after seeing what teddy bridgewater did last year with the saints i i didn't want to discount them on the offensive side of the ball uh too quickly just because they do have a lot of weapons and uh I didn't think Robbie Anderson would be able to make this big of an impact in year one, but uh, DJ Moore uh, had a big catch last week. Uh, he's starting to make some plays. They've also got Curtis Samuel, who's you know definitely uh, got playmaking potential out there. And then uh, you know what's really been surprising is just how seamless uh, Mike Davis has stepped in for Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah, I don't think you can say enough about what he's been able to do out of the backfield and, and step into that volume-heavy role there. Uh, but as Adam pointed out, I mean, this defense uh, was the thing I was most concerned about, and uh, they've really uh, stepped in and, and performed above my expectations. And, and I agree. I definitely think this is uh, looking like one of the seven uh, playoff teams in the NFC. All right, uh, guys, so with that, uh, why don't we get into our Week 6 picks? So uh, no Thursday night game this week uh, as the uh, Bills and Chiefs need to be uh, moved back to uh, Monday now due to the Bills and Titans playing uh, this evening, uh, Tuesday. So uh, can't have the Bills play on uh, two days rest as much as uh, we might like to see that. But uh, our first game of the week is going to be Broncos and Patriots. Uh, Patriots are eight and a half point favorites at home in this one with an over under set at 45 and a half. Uh, Robbie, we'll start with you. What do you like in this one? I, I'm really, I'm liking the Patriots here. Um, can't they're expect Patriots are going to be expecting cam to be coming back from having COVID uh, being asymptomatic uh, along with that. And then Stefan Gilmore is also expected to come back this weekend. Um, assuming everything goes well. So if that happens, I know it's kind of early 
um, Tuesday, um, which may, Wednesday's tough as it is. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what's going on we, tomorrow. We don't know what a lot's <laughs> going on. Um, but I, I think eight and a half points for the Patriots at home is very doable, especially against the Broncos, who have been struggling a little bit. Um, I know they both, since this game got pushed back from last week, um, I, I mean, they both are pretty well rested. And, you know, I, I had the Broncos last week and in a lower spread, but, you know, I, I think Cam Newton makes a whole difference here. Um, they just couldn't figure out who was going to be throwing the ball over in New England. But if, if Cam is back, I think that's, um, that, that's going to make a world of difference for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, probably not going to feel great about this one. Uh, probably, this one I'm probably going to stay off of because I do like the Broncos, and I think uh, you know they're a little bit better than uh, people give them credit for. But you know, like both these teams had to buy, but I, I think maybe Bill Bill takes advantage of it a little bit more. You know, given and then Cam getting that extra week of rest um, that he had from week four too. He, he'll be fresh. Yeah, I just I just think the Pats uh, do enough to get cover this line. I think they win comfortably at home. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, probably more uh, on Adam's side too. Is I'm a, I'm a little bit uneasy about this many points, uh, especially with the Patriots. That you know we haven't really seen them put up a ton yet. Uh, as as Cam's still kind of getting comfortable in that system, but uh, I still think. If you're going to take any play on this one, I'd, I'd lean on the Patriots being at home. And uh, as you pointed out, Adam, you know, Cam, uh, you know, coming back, he's coming off like three weeks rest, I think, at this point. So, uh, you know, he should be at 100% ready to go, and uh, that could spell trouble for the Broncos' defense. Um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, we all know uh, how riddled this Broncos' uh, offense is uh, right now with injuries. Um you know they've they've had to have guys step up, but uh, I just think the Patriots, you know, they're probably going to be a little bit uh, tough to handle in this one, and I think they come out motivated too because you know the last game that they did play they weren't really sharp, uh, so you know typically you don't see that sort of an effort out of a Bill Belichick team uh, in back-to-back games. All right, uh, game two, guys. It is the Texans taking on the Titans in Nashville. Uh, this one. Is uh has the Titans as five and a half point favorites at home with an over under at fifty one, um so guys division matchup five and a half is kind of a lot uh for these two teams, um but uh, Adam we'll start with you what do you think is going to happen in this one? I like the Texans here uh you know Texans plus five and a half um you know they looked really good in their first game under Romeo Crunel. Uh, let Deshaun cook. Uh, we threw to cooks. That's that's what, yeah. that's what ended up working. But uh, no, I, I, they they look good. Um, the Titans team is going to be on short short rest with them playing tonight. Um, I just think division game. This is too many points for a te- two teams that are somewhat even, um, at least in my opinion. And so I'm going to go with uh, Deshaun and the Texans to cover. Yeah, I'm with you. Um... I like the Texans in this one. Romeo Cornell righted the ship last week, and um, getting up there, almost yeah, eighty, almost eighty. But he's he's getting it done. Uh, seems like the players are rallying to him. Uh, just happy to be done with Bill O'Brien. So they've got good vibes going in that locker room. Uh, Titans, you know, short rest uh, playing uh, on the Tuesday night, so uh, the tight turnaround might uh, hinder them a bit in this one. Uh, we'll see. I like the Texans here. I just think the five and a half is a bit much for a uh, interdivision game here, where you know this Titans team is dealing with a lot of injuries themselves. But uh, Robbie, what do you think? Uh, I like the Texans here. I liked them a lot more until I, I'm seeing, keeping an eye on this uh, Bills Titans game right here, um, and it seems like the Titans are, you know, ha- them having AJ Brown back seems to be a, a big difference. I mean, they threw him back to the end zone first for their first touchdown uh it's definitely uh, it's it's gonna help their offense a little bit so that's kind of scaring me a little bit so I'm not as confident in this game anymore but kind of like what you guys said Texans 
Um, they've they've got some fire to them right now, and it it's a divisional game, so I kind of expect this to be a little closer than five and a half points implies. All right, we're all on the Texans here. Yeah, I uh, just kind of think that five and a half's a bit much, but uh, but we'll see. Uh, next game up, guys, it is the Cleveland Browns heading to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home in this one, and they should have a little bit of a crowd there. They had one last week. Um, so uh, get a little bit of a home field advantage that we can account for here. But as I said, Steelers, three-and-a-half-point favorites, over-under in this one, 50-and-a-half. Uh, so, uh, guys, I, I really like the Steelers in this one. I was surprised that the line... Um, is as low as it is here, uh, but I think that's a product of maybe Vegas buying into the the Browns' uh, record. Uh, but as we kind of talked about earlier in the show, not as sold on that. Uh, and and really, this is going to be the game uh, where I'm going to judge the Browns off of going forward. If they come out here and they go on the road and they put up a show uh, on the Steelers and, uh, you know, take it to them, especially against this tough defense, then, you know, I'll take them seriously. But, uh, until then, you know, I, I can't do it. And the Steelers are clicking on all cylinders now. I mean, Chase Claypool's really starting to become a, a piece of that offense. Uh, Big Ben definitely getting back into a rhythm. Uh, James Conner appears to be finding his footing as well. So, uh, everything's clicking for the Steelers right now. We all know how good that defense is. Three and a half points here surprised uh, the hell out of me, to be honest with you. So uh, I'm taking Steelers minus three and a half, and I'm going to lock it up. It's a lock. No. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. There, there's about five lines this week where I, any of these could be my lock. Uh, I feel that strongly about them, and this is definitely one of them. Um, I mean, this 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 line implies that these are two similarly talented teams, and, and that just doesn't – that's just not true. Um <laughs> I, I mean, Steelers at home, three and a half. I I, I love it. Um, you know, like you mentioned, Evan. I, I if the Browns come out here, you know, and and beat the Steelers team on the road, um, I'll be a believer. But like I mentioned, I I think this team's a fugazi, and I they they get exposed it uh, in Pittsburgh. And yeah, I'm taking Steelers all day. Ooh, so sort of relevant, uh, semi relevant, but uh, just got alert that. Le'Veon Bell was released by the Jets right oh. now. Breaking Ooh. news in the pod. This is what happens, what happens on a Tuesday. Wow. Oh, Did Adam Gase also get Tuesday. released? <laughs> <laughs> you would hope so if you're a Jets fan. Ooh, wow. That's, that's, that's big. Couldn't find a trade partner for Le'Veon Bell. Wow. wow. I, I heard they were just asking for scraps, too, like late rounders, like nothing even nobody, substantial. Yeah. Where, where, where do you guys think bet. he's going? Maybe <sighs> Miami? I, I I don't know about Miami. I mean, kind of I'm sure they like Gaskin back there. Uh, oh man, that's I got a I got a clue. Chicago Bears. Would I you? mean, would you? I I don't know if that's gonna help. I think he's a good fit for the Bears. I mean, I think Montgomery's fine. I think that O line just still needs a little help. They got nothing behind him, like. Ryan Nall came in, got a big penalty. I, I I think they could use the depth, especially with the long season. I think this is the playoff team. You need you need to have depth at running back, and they don't they don't have another guy behind Montgomery. Uh, I would I would I would love that deal, but maybe the uh, the Chargers bring him in with Eckler out. Yeah, uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, that that was one I was thinking of. I mean, I mean their tandem still has been working decently. Yeah, um, yeah. Texans, I don't know maybe, a whole don't know. lot. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Texans. Wow, that's big news. What? Wow. That's Breaking fun. news on the pod. Did his rap, right. rap rap record new one get released this tonight too, or is that just this kind of? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gonna have more time to work on it. Yeah. Now. I got one for you. What? The Patriots. Oh, they Damn. would too. They absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Cam and Love Bell. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. Man, I mean, the mercenaries. That might be the best fit. <laughs> that might. Yeah, be. yeah, yeah. Which is funny as they're just like uh, finally getting a uh, Damian Harris back, who's been uh, they've hyped up so much from preseason and just uh, 
injured to start the season. Now he's coming back. That'd be I would, kind of I wouldn't be surprised to see if the Seahawks take a swing too, because they they're they're known for you know taking chances on guys like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, I agree. That'd be uh, that's another one to look out for. But uh, all right, Robbie, we got derailed. So, so Le'Veon was on the Steelers, but yep. he's not anymore. But so let's talk about the Steelers. Um, you guys were both pretty confident on the Steelers. I'm confident on the Steelers. I I know, I'm a little. You guys, I'm more concerned about the Browns than you guys uh, apparently are. But I I still think this is a, enough points for the Steelers to put up. I definitely feel a lot safer with Steelers minus three, but that offense has just been clicking all together. Big Ben, he's just almost like he's got something to prove here. Yeah, he's playing on a different level right the, now. That Steelers defense is good. Their secondary, I feel, has been a little suspect so far this year, um, which has me think that Baker can maybe throw on them. Um, they has, Steelers haven't really impressed me in that aspect, but... Um, overall, that it, it's a home game for Big Ben, and like you said, we saw it, we saw it, fans in the stands um, this past weekend. So I'd expect them to be there again, and you know that's that's all Big Ben needs to just take over a game, really take over a home game. So I, I'm I'm all in on the Steelers right here. All right, we're all in on the Steelers. We're all feeling pretty good about it. All right, next game up, guys. It is the. Baltimore Ravens taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, who just lost to those Steelers. Uh, Eagles are at home in this one, and they are 7.5-point dogs with the over-under set at 48. Uh, so I'll start this one off. I'm going to lean Ravens here, guys. It's uh, 7.5 is kind of a big number. It's going to be a little bit worried on the road, but this Eagles team is just not looking very good. Um, you know, They were able to keep the game close with the Steelers uh, for a bit, but... You know, got into the fourth quarter and uh, you know Big Ben started to take over and the game kind of got away from him uh, as uh, you know Wentz couldn't really move the ball on the Steelers defense late. But uh, you know, in this one, I just expect uh, the Ravens to take this one over um, on the ground and and really control the clock and gash up this uh, weak Eagles defense. So uh, I'll I'll lean Ravens here. I'll lean Ravens here too. Uh, don't feel great about it. I, I think that half point is making me a little worried that they may only win by a touchdown here just because uh, Eagles, they they can compete. Um, I don't think they've got what it takes to win this game, to be honest. Um, but they have surprised us in the past so far this year. Um, but this this Ravens defense is just looking too good. Uh, the offense, uh, it you know Lamar has been kind of struggling with his passes. It seems like this year, um, which has me a little concerned. But especially since the you know, man, seven and a half is a lot of points. I, I mean, I want to be all in on the Ravens here, but I I can't do it. I I think I'm just gonna. I'm going to stay off this one. See, I like the Ravens here. Uh, yeah, you're right. Lamar, I mean, last week he had two rushes for three yards. I, I know he had missed two days of practice with a knee and an illness, so I'm thinking last week was the outlier. But if you get a healthy Lamar, and, and, and they were still able to move the ball at will through the air, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't I don't see these two teams on it on the equal playing field. And, yeah, Ravens. And I've I've been saying it before, but they notoriously cover these te- teams that they should beat. You know, they beat them and they beat them good. And I think that's what happens here. And I, yeah, I, I love the Ravens this week. All right, all on the Ravens. So uh, we are yet to disagree. <laughs> Let's see if it changes here nope. as we get into our next game, guys. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got the uh, New York Giants hosting the Washington Football Team. Uh, the Giants are two and a half point favorites at home in this one, with an over under set at forty three. Uh, Robbie, why don't you start this one off? Who, 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 who wants to watch a NFC East clash? I mean, that's that's a marquee matchup, am I right? <laughs> um, uh, these are two very uninspiring teams, uh, to say the least. Um. But, you know, I, I think you could find some good value in the team right here, being dogs. 
Uh, I think they do have a good sh- shot to win this one. Uh, the, their defense has been gr- pretty good, but um, you know the these two two offenses on these teams, uh, you don't know what you're gonna get. Um, what I, what I also do like in this game, um, this over under at forty three, that, that seems kind of low, and I'm sure you could you're just think in these two teams that it might be priced right. Right, but I think this game could go over just because MetLife has been uh, a a field for both Giants and the Jets so far this season that uh, points have just been scored on them. Um, I don't know what's going on with the turf there. I know a lot of injuries have happened because of this field, um, but also a lot of big plays um, resulting in points. So I, I really like the over here. Um, I like the team, and I I, th- I think the team could win this one. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the team money line here. Like this game could go either way. I could see either one of these teams winning, but like you mentioned, you know, getting a team at you know what plus one thirty or whatever you're gonna get with the going money line. I think that's worth a bet because I I mean I think there's at least a fifty percent chance that the team wins this game. Um, you know. Giants, Danny drops. Man, I think it's four games in a row that he's had a fumble now. Uh, really cost him last week. And I think I, it's I, been four games in a row he hasn't had a touchdown either. He, yikes. Let me double check. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think the team can uh, can run on the Giants and you know hopefully win a win a game. I, I do I do like the over here at forty three. I think both teams should be able to. Put up enough offense to cover that line, but yeah, give me the give me the team money line here. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm on the team here. I I don't feel great about it, uh, but you know, I think if you have to take either side, I think you should lean team. Uh, you know, I just Giants uh, lost a tough one in Dallas, a game they could have won last week, but. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. Danny Danny Dimes just isn't really making plays out there right now. And, uh, you know, he's just too turnover prone. And, uh, you know, now that Haskins is out of the lineup for the uh, the team, uh, you know, they should be able to keep things a little bit closer as the turnover margins uh, will swing a little bit uh, more in their favor. So um, I'm, I'm going to lean the team here, but this probably isn't a game I bet. Um being a division game, I think it's it's kind of a toss-up. All right, uh, next one up, guys. Uh, it is the Atlanta Falcons, uh, who are now without Dan Quinn, uh, taking on the I Minnesota, need to readjust. Yeah, uh, taking the Minnesota Vikings on in uh, Minneapolis, and uh, the Vikings are three and a half point favorites at home, with the over/under set uh, pretty high at fifty-four and a half. Um, so guys, uh, I'm gonna lean Vikings here. You know this uh, this Falcons team. I I don't know how you can uh, I don't know how you can, you know, uh, ride with them at this point. I mean, I know Dan Quinn's out now. Maybe that motivates the team, and they're gonna get fired up for Raheem Morris. But uh, you know, I I just think a lot of guys have to be checked out right now. Um, you know, especially with everything going on with. Uh, COVID and everything, I'm sure it doesn't help uh, an already dejected locker room. Uh, Meanwhile, the Vikings have uh, responded well since their uh, tough start. I mean, their last three games, you know, the the offenses really look good. And, I mean, they really, uh, they they gave the Seahawks a good run for their money there last week. So, uh, you know, they're starting to uh, look a little bit better out there. And I think at home uh, they should uh, outclass the Falcons in this one. I think they'll cover this three and a half. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, the Vikings probably the best four and one team or one and four team in the league. Um, they played really well uh, up there in Seattle. Should, did enough to get that win, but just didn't pull it out. Um, yeah, and I, I like you mentioned, they, they, this Falcons team's got to be pretty dejected. Uh, there's just not a whole lot of life. On it. Todd Gurley is the only one out there doing doing work the last couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I just think the Vikings are a superior team, and um, you know they they get the job done and cover here at home. I'm with you. I feel pretty good about the Vikings. Uh, obviously, there is some concern about the Dan Quinn firing. They're going to do exactly what the Texans did this past week and just come out all fired up. But I, I'm not really seeing it. Uh, Vikings, I think, are 
far better team at this point right now. Uh, they're honestly their secondary has been a lot better than I've kind of expecting going in the season for the Vikings. And while the Falcons, I still don't know if they have a secondary right now. Um, home game for the Vikings. This line, man, this line just implies that the Vikings and Falcons should be about even teams. And I just don't see it right now. I, I, I love the Vikings minus three and a half. All right. And uh, we all agree through uh, six games here. <laughs> How about this game? All right, we got uh, maybe maybe there'll be a shakeup in this one, um, guys. It's the Detroit Lions taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars in Duval County, and uh, this one the Jags are three and a half point dogs at home with the over under set at fifty four and a half. Uh, Robbie, why don't you start this one off? You get a Lions team that starting to look a little better um, going into their bye week this past week and now coming fresh off this bye um, against a Jaguars team that, you you know, it seems like uh, teams are starting to figure them out recently. Um, They they don't seem too intimidating. And three and a half points for an away team for the the Lions of all, it, it seems like a lot, but I feel pretty good. I mean, I'm probably not confident enough to bet on this for the Lions, but you know, uh, I I do think they're 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 pretty good for three and a half. Uh, Kenny G, um, you saw him the week before when he came back from injury, made the world of difference. Uh, it really opened up the offense, and Stafford got his his main target out there and able to spread the ball out. Um, so I I really liked. I, I do like the Lions here. Not not confident enough in them this week, though. Yeah, I, I like the Lions here a lot, actually. Uh, very confident in this game. You know, the Lions probably going to benefit coming off the bye. They were getting healthy going into it, and I thought they were starting to play better. Um, I, I fully expect this offense to come out rolling in this game, and, you know, I they're, they're going to they're gonna have their way uh, with this Jaguars defense. Um, Jaguars, on the other hand, getting a little bit more banged up. I don't think um, DJ Chark is expected to play. Uh, might have a little bit of trouble moving the ball down uh, on this Lions defense, but you know, three and a half on the road, um, you know, in Jacksonville might seem like a lot, but I, I, I think the Lions team is, um, you know, just a significantly better team and they get the job done to cover that. Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm going to disagree here. So uh, we can finally have some discourse. Uh, I like the Jags here, and it's a uh, you know it's a team I've been riding with all year. <laughs> um, you know I'm a Minshew guy, but uh, I just uh, I think the three and a half is a bit too much here uh, to lay at home for the Lions. Um, you know, I think even if Chark is out, uh, I, I expect Minshew to be able to move the ball to some extent on this Lions defense. And you know the Lions are uh, kind of like the bad version of the Titans, where they're always in a close game, um, and uh, you know that said, I mean, even even if the Lions are going to win this game, I just I don't see it by being by four or more. I, I see the chances of the Lions really running away with this one on the road and in the heat, just you know, not very high. So uh, I'm going to take the Jaguars at home in this one. I think Minshew's able to do just enough uh, to cover that spread. All right, uh, next game up, guys, it is the Bengals and the Colts. Uh, Colts are 7.5-point favorites at home in this one with an over-under set at 47. Uh, So, guys, I really like the Bengals in this one. Um, Colts looked real bad against the other Ohio team last weekend. Um, You know, the Browns just got after them, and uh, they were sitting on those short routes that uh, Phillip Rivers has been throwing uh, to the outside. Um... Yeah, I think teams are starting to figure this Colts offense out where it's, you know, if you can just get pressure on Rivers uh, and force them to make quick throws and then have the cornerbacks, you know, be aggressive, uh, you can really uh, start to jump on these routes. Uh, their vertical passing game is just, it's not really existent at this point. Uh, they're not going down the field much at all, and, and when they do, it's it's not with much success. Uh, meanwhile, you know, the Bengals, Joe Burrow, uh, you know, had a tough game last week. Uh but, uh, you know, I expect a bounce-back performance here against uh, a team that, you know, I think stacks up a little bit better, uh, that they stack up a little bit better against. 
Uh, I really like some of the offensive weapons that he's got out there. T. H- T. Higgins is really looking uh, good, and you know he appears to be uh, something that they can rely on going forward. And I just expect in this game, you know, the the Bengals aren't going to get uh, blown out, you know, in the first couple quarters like they were last week. Uh, they'll be able to stick with the run, keep Joe Mixon involved, and I think that's enough, uh, you know, to keep this game interesting. And uh, seven and a half. I know the Colts have a good defense, but. Um, Bengals will be able to score enough to to cover that number, so uh, I like the Bengals here plus seven and a half. You know, this is this is probably the one game I was flip flopping on uh, out of all of these. I'm gonna lean Colts here. Um, the, my one reason, and, and I don't think the Colts are. I'm not a huge believer in this team, but they will be able to dominate the Bengals on both sides of the ball up front. Um, you know. They should be able to win this game by just handing the ball off to Jonathan Taylor and letting him letting him roll. Philip Rivers shouldn't be able to do too much, um, and I think, you know, I we just saw that Le'Veon Bell got released. I, I'm I'm expecting the next one to be AJ Green to get get released because, you know, he's not even trying to tackle people on interceptions. It's 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 looking bad. Um, but, you know, I, you saw you saw. Um, Joe Burrow really struggled last week against a ferocious um, front seven of Baltimore. I, I, you know, Colts are just as good, and I think you might see this this offense struggle again here. Um, not, I don't feel great about it because I, I seven and a half is a heck of a lot of points, but yeah, I'm gonna lean on the Colts side. Yeah, I'm gonna lean on the Colts side too. Um, I think any, any concern about a backdoor cover by the Bengals. I, I'm not too worried after watching what happened when they faced a, an elite defense in the Ravens last week. I, I think the Colts are on par with the Ravens defense at this point in time. I mean, their past defense has been looking great. Um, I don't really see the rookie jo- Joe Burrow finding a way to claw back in it. And um, man, it, I, I'm not expecting this Colts offense to, um, I agree that that they're going to probably get more push on the Bengals, uh, but I, I don't see them putting a whole lot of points enough to get done. So enough to get the job done, really. Um, so I do like the. I am leaning Colts minus seven and a half, but you know, just because I don't think there's going to be a lot of points on the board overall, it's a bigger number than what it seems. But um, just with that being said. I'm not expecting either of these teams to have a lot of points. And 47 is, that's really high to me. I love this under here in this game. I, that, that'd be the only thing I really touch here. All right. Um, so with that, uh, why don't we take a look at our next game then, guys. We've got the Bears uh, taking on the Panthers in uh, a pretty uh, interesting matchup. I think one of the sneaky better games of the weekend, uh, at least when you consider the records of the teams involved uh, and uh, the overall talent level. So uh, the Panthers are two-and-a-half-point favorites here uh, at home, and the over-under in this one set at 44-and-a-half. So, guys, interesting game. Uh, Adam, why don't we send it over to you? What do you think is going to happen in this one? You know, I I feel the same way about this game as I did the, the team you know, Bears are two and a half point dogs. I'm gonna take them here money line because I I think that there's at least a 50 percent chance that they win this game. Uh, I can see this one going either way. Uh, Panthers offense is really looking dynamic. Um, you know, Teddy Teddy tore up the Bears last year with the Saints. Um, he's very capable. Um, I think I just think that the Bears might have figured out something in that the second half of that game against the the Bucks. Um, you know this defense doesn't scare me of the the Panthers. I think the Bears can be successful on the offensive side of the ball, and they've been keeping teams under twenty on on the opposite side. So I I, I think the Bears find a way to win this game. Uh, maybe a big special teams play, but I think they're just a little bit better than the Panthers. So far, I've been uh I've been perfect predicting the Bears, and this one this one's a little worrisome to me. But hey, I'm gonna take Bears money line here. Um. I don't feel great about this game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna actually bet, but I think the Bears could pull off the win here. Um, the, the defense of the Bears. Uh, one thing they've been good at is not giving up the big play. There, there are a lot of bend don't break, and this Panthers team. Um, they have 
like to try to capitalize on some missed coverages and catch like Robbie Anderson deep or and get some big chunk yardages, but I don't really see that happening in this game. Um, I think that plays very well for the Bears. Um, I I think we saw that Nick Foles led the that offense well enough against a tough Tampa defense that they're gonna be able to move the ball against them. That I, I think the Bears are gonna be able to go into Carolina and pull one off here. Yeah, I'm uh I'm gonna I'm gonna side with the Panthers here. I just think uh you know this is a team that has uh really surprised people all year long and you know the offense uh really seems to just sneak up on people i agree that the bears defense looked a lot better um you know khalil mack for the first time in a while actually looked like himself again uh you know it'll be interesting to see if the panthers uh double him all game that was a interesting note from uh the tampa game last week with the bears was they really uh tried to cover Mack with just the uh, left tackle for the majority of the game. And it, I mean, that was probably a decision that ultimately lost him the game. Um, so, you know, I expect the Panthers to, to chip him and, uh, you know, not leave uh, their tackles out on an island with Mack. Uh, so I don't expect him to be as much of a game breaker in this one. But um, I agree, you know, it should be a close game. But, you know, the Panthers have just surprised a lot of people all year. Um I'm just I'm still not sold on this Bears offense. They haven't shown that they can run the ball consistently, uh, you know, yet this year. And uh, you know, as you pointed out, Adam, you know, uh Teddy Teddy Bridgewater uh tore up the Bears last year. Um so I mean he's seen this defense before. Yeah, two and a half's not that big of a number, especially at home. I I'm gonna lean the Panthers here. Uh I just think uh I think this team's got enough talent on the offensive side of the ball and the Bears' offensive worries. Uh, yeah, I just don't know if they're going to be able to put up enough points. All right, uh, next game up, guys, it is the New York Jets, who are now without Le'Veon Bell. Uh, they are taking on the Dolphins in Miami, uh, where the Dolphins are 8.5-point favorites, and the over-under in this one is at 47.5. Uh, so I'll start this one off, guys. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Dolphins here. I was a little less confident in it before. Now I'm more confident, knowing they're without uh, Love Bell. Um, I do have a little bit of worries just because eight and a half, you know, division game that is a lot of points. But this Jets team is just really struggling. Uh, you got to think Adam Gase is uh, one of the next ones up. Uh, you know, on the chopping block. I know there's been reports that his job's safe through the end of the year. Uh, but it wouldn't be the first time an owner came out and said that and then uh, went back on his word, especially if the Jets continue to struggle here. So uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I just think overall far better coach team uh, and uh, home field will play an effect and, uh, you know, the Heat the heat might get to the Jets here as well. So I like the Dolphins. Uh, Fitzmagic's playing great and uh, Flores will just, you know, outcoach Gase uh, tenfold. I agree with you right here. I I really like the Dolphins. I I did just check double check the line, um, but uh, Vegas didn't pull the line. It's still the same. So either they saw this Lev Bell trader getting dropped happening, or it didn't really make a difference for them in their books. Um, so you know, I'm not really taking too much account of. Lev Bell being out of it because he honestly he wasn't really that effective when he was in their run game as a whole hasn't been that effective. I mean this offense as a whole hasn't been that effective. Um, this Dolphins team I think could come in hot against that crazy upset against San Francisco this past week, and it it is a little scary um, with it being a divisional game. I I always get a little worried about these because you know there could these teams play each other twice a year they know each other um but i i think this dolphins defense has been slowly improving throughout the year they're still i mean they're still not great but they they showed some they showed some spark this past game and uh, again like you said Evan, fitz magic's just rolling you, 
when when he's got the magic, you just gotta gotta trust him there. Yeah, I, I this is one of the games I I feel most confident about. I love the Dolphins here. I think their defense is probably they are the most underrated defense in the league. Their secondary is elite. Um, I I think a lot of people are sleeping on this team. Um, and, and you know they're at a, they're on a different class than the Jets. They're imploding. I don't know how Adam Gase still has a job. I mean, I, I feel sorry for Jets fans that have to sit and watch Frank Gore get 20, 20 rushes a game. Um, it, it's it's getting sad. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I think this is just a superior team, and they, they roll at home here. I, I love the Dolphins. I'd, even if this line jumps a couple, I'd, I'd still take the Dolphins. All right. All the Dolphins here. I'll feel pretty good about it. Uh, next game up, it is the Green Bay Packers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in another uh, pretty intriguing matchup. Bucks are two and a half point home dogs in this one, with the over/under set at fifty-four. Adam, you've owned the Packers all year. We've all owned the Packers all year. You've, you've none been, of us are wrong. You've been singing their praises. None of us have missed the Packers yet. No, none of us. What do you think about this one? Love the pack here. I I don't know what film. Vegas is watching on this Packers team that they're just getting dogged every week in these lines. I, in my opinion, they're the best team in the NFC and it's not close. Um, you know, they can run at will. They got Aaron Rodgers. They're, they're getting healthy at the wide receiver position. Uh, Tanyan's looking like a playmaker. I, this defense looks good. I don't see what, what, why this line would be, you know, only at two and a half against a Bucks team that, you know, they lost to the bears, but it, you know, they, they didn't exactly look great in that second half, and I think the Packers' defense is as good as the Bears. So I, yeah, I'm taking the Pack all day here. This is this is ridiculous. This is getting ridiculous. Yeah, I completely agree. Too much I, disrespect. This this was one line that I just looked out, looked at, and had a double take to see if I was reading it right. And yeah, I I think the Packers got no problem going in there. And being able to put up points against this team, this this is an offense on a mission right now, and um, I'm not quite sure I agree with the Packers defense being as good as the Bears right now, but I think they could do enough to force some turnovers from Tom Brady. Um, I I mean this is just I I don't see any way the Packers don't just roll over this Buccaneers team, so I'm making this one my lock. It's a lot. No. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm with you guys. Uh, you know, for a lot of the same reasons. I do think eventually this Packers team, they're just gonna be prone to do it. They will lay an egg. I don't think it's this week though. Uh, I don't think they let us down. Um, as Adam pointed out, they're they look like the best team in the NFC. It, it isn't particularly close. Uh, very well rounded. They can run and throw the ball. Um, there's no game script that is kind of adverse to what their team strengths are. Um, they're just very well-rounded uh, on both sides of the ball. And, um, hell, I mean, you know, we think they're the best. I think, I think they might be the best team in football. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw this team uh, playing in the Super Bowl later this year. So uh, only two and a half points at home. I think we were all clamoring, wondering who was going to lock this one up. Um and uh, you know, Robbie, you got it. Uh, you know, if I didn't, if I didn't have the Steelers, uh, I I would have locked this one up too. I feel very confident about this. Packers minus two and a half. Uh, just feels like easy money at this point. All right, uh, next game up, guys. NFC West matchup. It is the L.A. Rams heading to San Francisco to take on the Forty Niners, where the Niners are three and a half point uh, underdogs, and the over under in this one is at fifty one. Um, so guys, you know, for my money in this one, I like the Rams. Um, I think they've looked pretty good, uh, lately. Uh, you know, they were able to jump all over, uh, that football team, Washington and, uh, you know, beat them up pretty significantly, uh, to the point where they just kind of sat on a lead in the second half. But, uh, you know, really their, their blemish this year was, uh, you know, they, they kind of had a weird game against the Giants, um, where the Giants were able to keep it close. But other than that, I mean, they've really just looked strong. I like the Rams in this one. You know, Niners are still dealing with a lot of injuries. I don't know what that was last week with Jimmy G getting pulled um, in, like, a three-score game. Um, I don't know. It seemed a little bit 
too soon for that, and then the Niners wound up scoring, and it was a two-score game, and Jimmy G was still on the bench. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Um, inconsistent quarterback play, though, and a defense that's banged up. I, I can't believe the Dolphins embarrassed them like that. I mean, you know, I, I bet somebody's going to uh, come out here and, and say that the Niners are due to just, you know, come out with an overwhelming response after a huge letdown game like that. But this Rams team is good. Uh, just really well-coached team. I, I don't think McVay has the Rams coming in for a letdown. Uh, I like the three and a half here. I think what I like even more, though, is the under 51 in this one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to side with you on the Rams. Um, I, I, I'm When I look at this, I just see the Rams are playing really good football on both sides of the ball right now in the Diners. Um, they're... They, I know they've been struggling with injuries for a while, but it seems like they're kind of just running out of steam. They they, they seem to be fine from all those injuries at first, but it seems like it's catching up to them now. But I don't feel confident about this game, mostly because this seems like it could be one where the Niners um, could have a lot of motivation going into this game. I mean, just coming off this hard loss against the Dolphins, I mean, for all we know, they could have been just looking ahead in their schedule this past week and overlooked the Dolphins and was looking straight towards this game um, at home against a, a divisional rival. So this one kind of scares me. I'm going to stay off. Um, I, I could see a lot of different outcomes coming between this game, but I'm going to have to side with the team that's been hotter right now in the Rams. Yeah, I this one, I'm. This is probably not one I'm gonna bet. But if I had to choose, I'd choose the 49ers, and I'd, I'd put it money line too. I'd, I'd take the take the money line here. I'd, this 49ers team, it, this is a do or die game for them. You know, they've looked really bad for two weeks in a row now. Um, oh, they're just better. They got they got too much talent on the offensive side. I know they've been really banged up on the defensive side too, but. Uh, they're slowly and slowly getting healthier. Um, I, I think it shows this week, and they get a they get a win at home here in a must win matchup against the Rams. So I, yeah, I think that being three and a half point dogs at home, you know, the last year's Super Bowl uh, runner up, I, I I'll ta- I'm taking them here. Okay. that's our uh, Sunday night football game, right? Correct. Yep, that'll be a good one. Yep. Uh, yeah, like you said, a do-or-die game for the Niners. Uh, can't afford to lose another game, especially in division. division. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, the first Monday night game of the uh, of that doubleheader, I guess, is uh, Chiefs heading to Buffalo to take on the Bills, uh, where the Bills are three-point dogs right now uh, to the Chiefs and with an over-under at 55 in this one. Uh, so, Robbie, why don't you start off? Uh, what do you see in this one? I like the Chiefs here. Um, I like them better when I first I was thinking that this was going to be a Saturday game um, because of the short week for the Bills. But uh, either either way, the Chiefs are going to have a little more prep time against this Bills team. Um, and oh, man, this this Chiefs offense I think is just going to be too good for the Bills. The Bills defense has just been un- unimpressive for me this so far this year um i was had higher expectations for them going into the season because they were looking pretty good at the end of last year Uh, but i i could this is a game where 55 that's a lot of points and the way the bills have been firing on offense and the way the chiefs you know they could fire it on offense it, it seems like it can be right but i'm kind of thinking that this one's gonna be under here um i mean the chiefs have maybe been struggling a little bit on offense compared to what they probably could be and um bills i I think they're gonna start cooling off it it's kind of seems like they're cooling off a little bit tonight right now against the titans at least offensively so i i like the under um i do feel pretty good about the chiefs covering only three points that seems kind of too low to for the level the Chiefs are at. Yeah, I agree. I, I think this is a get-right game for the Chiefs. Um, you know, they're gonna have the extra day rest. And Bills didn't have. Um, but yeah, I I think the Chiefs are just you know the superior team, more talented. I'm, I'm sure 
they're not going to feel great about that loss they had. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just don't see uh, Josh Allen having as much success on this Chiefs secondary as he's had in this past weeks. Um, and, you know, they're definitely not going to benefit from, you know, playing on short rest. So, yeah, give me the Chiefs here uh, in the get-right game to cover the three on the road. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing a switcheroo. I was on the Bills. I'm going to the Chiefs. I forgot they had the short week. Um, the Chiefs are not the team you want to go up against on the short week. Uh, you know, for this one, guys, I just really think, uh, you know, you guys made some good points. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs are an explosive offensive team. I know they've been struggling. I wonder if the tape is getting out a little bit on how to slow down that offense, uh, and Pat Mahomes in particular, uh, as they've had, you know, even their, their bad weeks are like 27 points scored. So, I mean, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But, um, you know, in this one, I just think it's going to be – the onus is on the Bills to keep up, and in a short week, um, I, I just think I think that might be tough for them. So uh, I'll, I'll take the Chiefs here. Uh, like you said, three points. I think anytime you can get the Chiefs, you know, three and under, you, you kind of just have to take it. It, it almost feels like it's kind of lower than what it should be just because they got smoked by the Raiders this past weekend. Yep. Yeah. All right, last game of the week, guys. It is the Arizona Cardinals heading into Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point dogs in this one in the wake of the Dak Prescott injury and Andy Dalton starting at quarterback, and the over-under in this one is at 54-and-a-half. Uh, Adam, why don't you start? Oh, wow, Monday Night Football. This is going to be my uh, lock of the week this week. Cowboys money line here. It's a lock. No. Yeah, I mean, getting two and a half points at home here um, is a steal. Um, Got to lock up the Cowboys money line here. I, this is a really good matchup for the Cowboys. Um, Cardinals, you know, losing Chandler Jones isn't going to help a defense that is really letting any running back, you know, run all over them last week aside because the Jets don't have one. Um, but the Cowboys should have no problem running the ball up and down this team. And, you know, they've had bad game scripts in every one of their games. Defense has been on the field the entire time. Um, I think with Andy Dalton, they might lean on the run, especially in this matchup a little bit more, help out that defense. And I, I just think this is a get right for a team that is just too talented. Um, you know, maybe, maybe the whole Dak thing, uh, fuels them. Um, who knows, but I either, either or. With Andy Dalton, he looked just fine stepping in the red rifle. Uh, I love the Cowboys here, Moneyline. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you, Adam. Um, you know, I just think, uh, first off, over-under in this one, 54 and a half. Uh, high number, I honestly, I think the over's hitting. Um, neither of these defenses can stop anybody. I mean, the Cowboys just let the uh, Giants put up a number on them, and the Giants couldn't score, uh, you know, against anybody before that. So, um, you know, I think, like you said, I, I, I think that there's good uh, things you point out with uh, the Red Rifle here, and I do think he'll be able to keep the Cowboys in this game. But I just think ultimately, um, more so than the Dak Prescott injury, it's it's the Cowboys' defense that's going to let him down in this one. Um, Cardinals are a team that's really, it's their strength against the Cowboys' absolute worst weakness. Um, and I guess you could say the same on the other side of the coin, too, where the Cowboys' uh, strength in those wide receivers, um, you know, against that uh, Cardinals' secondary is weak, too. But I, I just think, um, you know, the Cardinals are going to be able to pull this one out. It's got to be a tough week of practice, you know, for the Cowboys without Dak. Uh, maybe they come out motivated. I, I just think it's it's going to be tough for them in this one uh, Monday night. I like the Cardinals cover the two and a half. You you made a good point about the over. I'm I'm going to join you just now about with that over because yeah, the, both these defense are uh, <laughs> they're they're not they're nothing right now, uh, and both these offenses are definitely good enough to be able to put up points. <sighs> these are two teams that have just been so disappointing and from a gambling aspect for at least for me this so far this year um they've both been disappointing and games where you think that something should happen for them but they neither of these teams have really pulled through but I like the Cowboys money line here I'm right with you Adam um I I think that this is uh 
this is a game where they they could come out on Monday night, you know, just after the Dak injury. This is going to be the first game we really see a full game out of the Red Rifle, and I, I think they're going to become come out of here fired up. And I I didn't trust anything about this Cardinals defense, and in the first place um, with Chandler Jones down that only adds to it and you know Cardinals have had their struggles at times on offense it seems like um, it just I have some questions on whether they could keep pace with this Cowboys offense right now yeah I mean uh, you know it should be should be a tough game uh, for the boys you know especially off that tough injury uh yeah, I just expect points to be put up in bunches here. I'd be surprised if this one didn't see 60 total. Oh, yeah. That's what you want to see for a Monday night game, too. Yeah, yeah it should be very just entertaining. all-out shootout. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, well, with that, we conclude our Week 6 pick. So, um, you know, let's do a quick recap of the locks. So, Adam, you got Cowboys money line as their dogs in the wake of the uh, Prescott injury. Robbie, um, you've taken the Packers 2.5, which we all feel good Love about. That. Yep, and then I've got the Steelers minus three and a half at home against the Browns. Love, Love it. Yep. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, for our podcast parlay, we've got the Steelers minus three and a half, Packers minus two and a half, and then I just want to confirm this last one because I thought we were vibing a little bit on the Dolphins at the end. So originally, Make the switch. We, Make we, the switch. we had talked about the Ravens minus seven and a half. We're doing this live. Do we do we pivot to the Dolphins? Yes, thumbs up for me. I I almost feel better about. It. Okay, yeah. So the new the new one is uh, Steelers minus three and a half, Packers minus two and a half, and Dolphins minus eight and a half. Love as, it as we try to do back to back podcast parlay hits here. Uh, Adam, give us your power parlay of the week. So last week, all three of our locks hit. Um, this week, the power parlay is going to be all three of our locks this week. Cowboys money line. Packers minus two and a half and Steelers minus three and a half. Love, Let's do it again. Love that. Let's do it. All right, guys. Well, that will take care of our week six show. Uh, as we said, trying to go back to back here with the podcast picks. Uh, hopefully we don't let you guys down, but uh, good luck with your gambling in week six and we will see you for week seven.